This is Twin City Song Story. I'm your host, Mark Sweeney. One click shopping. Composer Maria Hart, lyricist Dan Pinkerton, and book writer Corey Zoll first premiered Beaver Dance, a Marxist holiday fair trade musical at the Bedlam Theater in 2009. Now the show returns to Bedlam Lower Town with five new songs. In this episode, I sit down with Maria and Dan to talk about One Click Shopping, a newly worked song for that show. We talk about how the action of clicking or snapping inspired the lyric as well as the music. We also dig into the flexible collaboration between the three artists. This is Twin City Song Story. Um, I'm Maria Hart, and I am a composer. I'm Dan Pinkerton, and I'm a playwright and a lyricist. And the song is called One Click Shopping, and it's from Beaver Dance. A Marxist holiday fur trade musical. Corey Zoll had the idea the first time these two characters, uh, Mr. Blaine, who owns a fur, tro- fur trade post, and uh, Lauren Park, who has come out from Boston to escape his family and be a rough, tough voyager, meet. Uh, this is their song. This is our introduction to them. Um, In the first iteration, the first edition of Beaver Dance, there was a song called Discipline. Written in a hurry, it was okay. I mean, we we liked it, but it was... We all felt we could do better. So Corey came up with the idea of why not something that shows how much power and money Mr. Blaine has and how he can virtually get anything he wants shipped out into the wilderness, uh, and that this impresses young Loring Park, who's from Boston after all, and has a taste for fine things. So he suggested one click shopping. They click their heels together like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. They click their fingers. Well, this was not the original suggestion. I dragged my heels on this. I don't can't remember why, but finally I said, okay, I can do one-click shopping. That's really not a good idea, but let's let's go. Let's make it, you know, let's give it that sort of thing. And I asked Maria if she could work with that idea, and I presented her with a lyric. I mean, you always feel things like the decision-making process is, like, always kind of complicated. You get an idea, and then you get another idea, and you throw out half your ideas and stuff like that. But in this case, I just felt like, you know, a click, when you're clicking your fingers, it kind of summons up this idea of somebody doing a big grand gesture, you know. He does have some kind of dance that involves clicking his fingers. I think the other thing for me, just in terms of how the music works, is just to have a kind of a kind of standard sounding tango thing, but then to just sort of move the tonal center around a bunch, you know, just make it a little more complicated that way. It's kind of that tango-esque feeling, you know, and so, I don't know, just felt like the right sort of feel for that, you know, quasi-sophisticated. Yeah, it's all kind of genre songs, like there's some disco and there's some, you know, kind of fake French waltz music and everything is a genre. Well, and then the other part just about the, the genesis of the song, because this is a Marxist musical, the idea is not only that Blaine is a very important person who can get whatever he wants, 
but also that there are people all over the world making things in this capitalist economy so that no matter where you are, you can get these expensive luxury goods from far away. So that's kind of the idea, um, the Marxist idea behind it. <laughs> because everything is Marxist in this show. I asked about the double meaning of the word click in Dan's lyrics. This is what he had to say. There's a pun in there. And, and I mean, because in 1804, when the play is set, of course, there wasn't an internet. There wasn't? But there were... <laughs> No, Al Gore hadn't been born yet. Um, but there were still masses of people waiting to bring you exactly what it was you desired if you had the money. And the only difference is, I think, now that extends to masses of impoverished people providing goods and services for even the middle class. Mari does a lot of things that add a layer of complexity to a song but don't sound tremendously complicated to an audience's ear and that's always kind of fun to work with. The process as, as she uh, hinted a few minutes ago is more complicated. I mean Dan writes a first draft lyric and Mario says well that doesn't scan and Corey says well where are the politics after all and Dan writes a second draft and Mario says, I think I can work with that, but could I change such and such a lyric? And Corey says, I don't care if you make that change. And Dan says, oh, actually, that's an improvement. Or no, I will fight to the death. You cannot use A instead of the. Although I'm joking about that. I generally don't care about that. But it's so it becomes really a team effort in which you can't. I mean, yes, we all have our own important parts, but we all consult with each other to make the, sure that the team likes the final effort. Well, I mean, I guess I could say, because I write a lot of music for theater, and I think what's interesting about it to me and the reason I keep on doing it, first of all, is because it's a collaborative process, and I feel like you can get so much more when you have a group of people working together. Um, second of all, I like the practicality of music for theater. It has to serve a certain function. Um, and I think the other reason I really like it, or the reason I find it interesting, is because the music has to change to fit the situation. Um, and I just, sometimes I get I mean, I like folk music, I like pop music, I like that kind of thing, too. But what I find is that a lot of composers who write just for that find a couple of little ticks, their little particular thing that they like to do. Maybe it fits their voice, or maybe it's the way they play, or whatever. And then they just kind of do that over and over and over in the song. And in a music theater song, usually something is changing as you're going through because the situation is changing. Um, so... It's fun and interesting and challenging to try to find ways to do that that are also simple and approachable for an audience as well. So it just remains just remains a challenge. It remains interesting. So I'm still doing it. I like working with music theater because I think 
there's certain kinds of material that demands to be sung. The characters, the situations, just, to me, cry out to be musicalized. And sometimes nobody but me can see that until I've been working with it for a while. I don't, but something in me says that. And when everything clicks, it's really like no other kind of theater. It's very rich in character. It's very, very rich in emotion, much more so than non-music theater. Um, and the second thing I like about it is it's full of, you have to have great attention to craft. It's a consistent puzzle. Uh, the book, books are, and I've just talked about how much books are about emotion and about, about a satisfying sort of, I mean, whether the plot is well made or not, you know, you, you don't have to have a happy ending. Um, I'm writing a piece based on a Chekhov short story that really ends in a suspended place. But it is about structure. I mean, it's really got to have a clean structure to work. And then if you take this down to lyrics, the song really has to have a clear structure to work to get from point A to point B. And then you start to get down to nuts and bolts, like does it scan well so that a composer can use it? Does it rhyme well so that an audience can hear it? I mean, rhyme is really all about helping an audience to catch the lyric. Um, and it's a gazillion things that you have to do at the same time you're saying, am I creating vivid characters and a memorable work? I don't think that it's more emotional than straight theater. I mean, I can't think of a more emotional moment than King Lear on the Heath, you know. I mean, but I think that what, what it is is there's a lot of compression that happens, you know. A musical theater song is, you know, three minutes could be five times that when people have to talk it out, you know. So I think that that compression and that essentialization is what makes it powerful. There's other ways of getting that power, but music is a good shortcut. <laughs> well, in the, there is a kind of an intensity that you, I think you find, I won't say all, but I think you find more often in, in musical theater because of that compression. And you also, the, book, the book writer also deals with compression. I mean, what the author of a play has so many pages to get something done in compar comparison with the number of pages a book writer has to write effective scenes and set songs up effectively. Yeah, in musicals, people are always meeting and falling in love in the first... <laughs> four pages. <laughs> and now in its entirety, one-click shopping from Beaver Dance. One-click shopping, there's no 
and bring everything to you. One click shopping, there's no stopping when you learn how to get whatever you want. So everyone just respects your power? Of course, they're desperate for my money, and between my salary and my share of the profits. But your company has a profit-sharing plan. They do. But remember, Loring, it would be bad form to tell anyone about it. Could I get a little teapot from Amsterdam? And you could get a 20-pound Virginia ham. Could I get some leather goodies from far off Spain? You can touch my whip if you are nice to Mr. Blaine. Buy a ring that's really gorgeous. Or a portrait of the Borgias. A silk scarf that comes from China. Ooh, I'll tie your arms behind ya. Ooh, one click shopping. There's no topping this way of getting whatever you want. From damask to silver to a collar with spikes. An executive with money can get what he likes. Yes, he learns to get whatever he wants. Thank you for listening to Twin City Song Story, mostly recorded in the piano room at the Minneapolis Central Library. Produced and hosted by Mark Sweeney with support from Noise Picnic, creative podcasts from creative people. For more information about Beaver Dance, please visit bedlamtheater.org. Beaver Dance opens November 21st at Bedlam Loretown. If you like what you heard today, please rate Twin City Song Story on iTunes and spread the word. This is Twin City Song Story.